International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. With me, as always, is my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Pat? Doing excellent. Sitting here with headphones on and a beanie on top of the headphones like some mid-90s rap spokesperson. <laughs> rap spokesperson. Spokesperson, that's right. Yeah. A spokesperson for rap or like a for rapping rap. spokesperson yeah, just, for something else? Uh, a, a spokesperson for a regular company with a hip-hop influence. I see, um, I see. Okay. Selling, per- yeah. Yeah, selling perhaps candy or maybe telling kids to not do drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you listeners for bearing with us as we work out all of our sound issues doing this remotely i think the last one sounded pretty good but we're still trying to get better it, so. yeah there was a, a couple spots at the end where where it like it it, it, it spaced out but we're, we're we're uh remedying that today by covering our headphones with a beanie yeah so. uh and i couldn't find a beanie so i just have a scarf wrapped around my head like an insane <laughs> yeah. person so i couldn't find a, a, a beanie and, and donna was nice enough to give me one but uh due to my fat head plus headphones it's uh it's barely <laughs> hanging on but hell uh, yeah so uh, how's your week been going, Kath? How's uh, how's the uh, the big city treating you? Uh, it's been good. It's I fucked up my ankle on Wednesday night, um, which sucks because it turns out you have to walk a lot in New York City, and uh, that's bullshit. I sprained my ankle, and my fridge isn't working, which just means I've been ordering <laughs> seamless like a motherfucker because I can't walk <laughs> anywhere and I can't cook or like go shopping yeah. or anything. So, uh, um, you know, there are worse things to do. I like some nice delivery. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love a, a good delivery? Exactly. Right. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been pretty good. How about yourself? That's what's up? I've been okay. I've been all right. I, I have, I was going to say, I uh, have a fear whenever I like roll my ankle or hurt my back or something. I have this like fear. I'm like, what if this one doesn't go away? What if this yeah. is the injury that makes me, that makes me super fucking fat? <laughs> like, what if, like, right. what if this is the injury that like they talk about it in the past tense? Like, yeah, when he, when he fucked up his ankle, he really started packing on the pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning of so the I, end. I get nervous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was all, it, we, it can all be traced back to that back injury. Now he's a hundred pounds heavier and on Oxycontin. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, how has the weather been down there? This is my attempt at a segue, by the way. How's the weather oh, in Austin right now? Oh, the weather is has been uh, it's it's been hot. Yeah, it's been hot. Uh, yeah, it's been bothersome. Uh, it's Everybody been, getting shiny down there. Getting everybody's getting, getting moist. shiny. It's a it's a moist. It's a big sweaty. Ta- if you tried to tackle Austin, it would just slip right through your hands. It would, it's yeah, just, just the whole slide away just, from your grasp doused in sweat in fact 70 percent of that sweat my own uh, yeah if you guys listening don't know pat he's a very sweaty man um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah he's I, I always I, a, I, I mean part of it is that you're just like a naturally sweaty man but i also yes. feel like you are a very uh you, you're very high energy for someone who's like as big as you are you're very like <laughs> yeah. gregarious i feel like you expend a lot of energy and that's part of why yeah. you're sweaty because you're just yeah, like I, a, a high octane good time like all the time yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's like my mom said i'm a lovable lovable little furnace you know and uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have been sweating. The town's been sweating. And uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today uh, is just some sweat. Okay. Just some big, stinky sweat. Uh, Kath, I think we can all agree. Nobody likes to stink. Uh, I nobody. Mean- I, I have like a uh, political grandstanding theory on this, like I do on everything. I feel like we, in what? America, people are way too like smell conscious. Like, yes, I, it sucks to stink. I wear deodorant, like I wear perfume. I get it, but also like a little funk never hurt anybody. It's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not the just, worst yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, just a little, a little pheromone. Maybe we're missing out on something. Maybe there's like this level of like passion and attraction that comes when everybody's just 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 stinking to high heaven. Who That's knows? That's why we'll the French know. are so horny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bring your stinky little behind over here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, and, and, and as our society, you know, we forgive quite a bit of people. But if you stink, it's like the, you will inevitably be called out by someone and told to stop stinking or start walking. Oh, for sure. Uh, and like, I will say as. I'm like, oh, a little B.O. is not so bad. But like now that I live in New York and I'm on the subway all the time. Yes. Like, it is very important to not yeah, yeah. Uh, be disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're in close quarters with somebody, uh, we had a we had a friend uh, growing up who kind of stunk. And uh, we had to drive to San Antonio together and our friend's Chevy Malibu. Oh, no. And, uh, and, and this friend sat like uh, sat bitch in the back seat. So he's like the center of the car. essentially. Oh. And he just and uh, at one point um, later, in, in a couple months later, something else stunk. And my friend describes it. Man, it smells like five Derricks in a Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rating is how many Derricks in a Malibu there are. Yeah. Sorry, Derek. Love you. You're better now uh, <laughs> so yeah but it's on the short list of unpardonable social sins uh for it wasn't sure. always like this for the vast majority of human history everybody aside from royalty smelled like absolute shit there was no ac men and women worked long hours in fields factories and kitchens and everyone was sweating their balls off uh bathing has only been a daily routine since like the middle of last century and having enough clothing to rock fresh duds every day is an even more recent development for sure what i mean to say is that humanity in our most natural state smells like hot trash water essentially all the time yeah yeah, we're gross. Now, we're gross. Yeah, yeah. And like back in the day, if you worked in a steel mill and come quitting time, you headed to the bar with all your homeboys, drink some beer and holler at flappers or dames as such. Uh, <laughs> it was to be expected that you, the ladies, and even the guys serving drinks all stunk to high heaven. And here's the, the beauty of that. I do think that like that it, it's... Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say something, but keep going. Well, what I was going to say was when everybody stinks, nobody stinks. Yeah. It's when it becomes the norm, uh, way of being, there's enough smells in the air. Okay. Yeah. So I went to India in college, right? And like India is a very smelly place. There's yeah. a lot of, they burn their trash. So there's like burning trash. They <sighs> eat very spiced food. So there's a lot of yeah. like cooking smells. Um, everybody wears flowers in their hair and burns incense all the time. So there's like those smells. So it's like, yeah. And, and people there don't usually wear deodorant or things like that. Like, if you're in, like, a very urbanized city, people will. But, like, most of the time you yeah, don't. Yeah. And it's, like, you barely smell anybody. Yeah, so, like, I feel like there's, like, a stereotype of, like, oh, recent immigrants. Like, oh, they're so smelly. It's, like, it's because they're used to being in a place where all of these other smells are masking what they yeah, smell like. It, yeah, we, we just live in a very sterilized society for the most part. You know, and, and so for the, like, the longest time, body odor wasn't a concept. I uh, do feel like this is a testament to, like, the horniness of humanity though is like that people yeah. were that disgusting and everyone was still fucking like everyone had yeah, like oh yeah kids. yeah 
I was thinking the other day about uh, I was I, I I watch Game of Thrones, uh, big Game of Thrones fan. I was thinking about like the, with like I, that's a different world, obviously, but like in our in our twelfth century, if you were presented with like a fair maiden or whatever, and that was your wife, and I was thinking like you know uh, if they were hot, you're like oh that's that's what's up, and then I I really thought about it. I was like wait you'd probably go to have sex with them and, and it would stink and you'd have like leg hair rubbing all over you. And, yeah, like, even and, like I, hot I, people smell bad. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, I, as I said, for the longest time, I, I put we were living in a relative garden, a relative garden of Eden, free from original sin. Oh, anyway. nice. Good one, Pat. <laughs> Bravo. Thank Bravo. you. Thank you. Austin Comedy has only gotten stronger since you left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all that was soon to change. Uh, the, the point of the, the, the character of our story here today is Edna Murphy. Uh, Edna Murphy was the daughter of a wealthy Cincinnati surgeon. So two weeks in a row here back in Ohio. Um, yeah, Edna Murphy, daughter of a wealthy Cincinnati surgeon. Now, her father had long noticed the problem of doctors developing sweaty hands during surgeries. Uh, if a doctor fumbled his instrument even even slightly, the results could be catastrophic. Um, using his knowledge of chemistry, he concocted an antiperspirant cream that he would apply to his hands that might that completely blocked any perspiration that might occur. You know, uh, I wish they still sold that because I have chronically clammy hands. Like, more than I'm a yeah. sweaty... I don't have like I'm not super sweaty in the rest of my body, but I have like cl- gross, disgusting, clammy, slimy sea hands. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm not and doing surgery, but like I do have to shake people's hands a lot for comedy, and I always feel terrible about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have like the Edwin Cobblepot hands, or <laughs> uh, what's the, the penguin's name? Cobblepot. That sounds right. I don't know yeah. what you're referencing, but that sounds like the name a penguin yeah. would have. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the penguin from the from Batman. It's uh, oh, okay, Cobblepot. fair enough. Yeah, yeah I'm like yeah, a yeah. slimy Batman villain. It's not cool. <laughs> well, glad we finally pinned it down what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he shared his creation with his fellow physicians, and his salve was used uh, quietly among his peers until his socialite daughter Edna decided to apply it to her underarms to prevent her from sweating through her evening gowns. Uh, the concoction, yeah, exactly, because uh, she was always out there just you know hamming it up, man. Uh, probably I feel like if you're the uh, one person who doesn't smell you are the yeah. bell of the ball you have your yeah. pick <laughs> yeah and, and, and the, the land of the blind the man with one eye is king exactly <laughs> so uh now edna was uh you know she was out there in high society i wonder if she ever rubbed shoulders with um old girl from last week uh oh what's her face oh old, the uh, andrew carnegie's, carnegie's daughter. uh fake yeah. daughter yeah, because it's it's roughly the same hung out time together. Period. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they they they, they crossed stinky paths at one point. <laughs> uh, now, so yeah, uh, the concoction did the trick. It ceased her perspiration. It left Edna wondering why more people weren't doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, now, in the 1910s, deodorants and antiperspirants were relatively new inventions. Uh, the first deodorant, which killed uh, odor-producing bacteria, was called Mum, and that had been trademarked in 1888. Uh, and the mum? first antiperspirant, Mum, yeah, like Mum. I guess the if word. you're the only one on the market, you don't need a good name. But yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of get mum like it's like mum's the word that like, keep it quiet. Like, hey, you're loud. You're you're stanking. You're stanking oh, okay. loud. Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. It mum. Your, your yeah, stink mum. is is. I can't yeah. hear you over your smell. So yeah, <laughs> it would be like if you had a uh, a deodorant today called shh. <laughs> <laughs> quiet that stank down. It's it's too loud. Uh, <laughs> So uh, the first yeah, that was the first anti and the first antiperspirant which thwarted sweat production and bacterial growth was called Everdry, launched in 1903. That that name would still fly today. Uh, but many people, if they had even heard of the anti-sweat toiletries, thought they were unnecessary, unhealthy, or both. Uh, this was still very much a Victorian society. Nobody talked about perspiration or other bodily functions in public. That was another thing about staking was you would never say 
in public somebody stunk because you're referencing their their crotch and their armpits and Ooh, you know yeah we can't no, acknowledge the existence of those in yeah ain't nobody times. got time for that uh so instead most people's solution to body odor was to wash regularly and then overwhelm any emerging stink with perfume uh those concerned about sweat percolating through clothing wore dress shields they were cotton or rubber pads placed in armpit like, areas sorry like no, be, just trying to cover it up with perfume and just like taking a bath occasionally that's like that's like the middle school strategy yeah 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 for dealing with <laughs> smelling like just just yeah. spray some hacks over it dude you'll be fine yeah, it's, yeah, it's totally yeah. cool. Spray some axe, grab your puka shell. Let's hit the roller rink. I'm trying to finger fuck, bro. Let's get up there. Oh, <laughs> uh, the smell of body odor and yeah. axe combined is like the official smell of finger banging. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Oh uh, man, um, I remember it being uh, when I was first introduced to deodorant. I was in fourth grade, and we had, this was the first year where you had to start changing out for gym. Mm-hmm. And, man, you uh, were you have always been a sweaty person. I feel like fourth grade's yeah. pretty young. You're just well, I, I I feel that they just they gave they let everybody know that Coach Joyce oh, was the good. guy's name, and he yes. walked in. It's and he was preventative like, like, at that point. It's preemptive. Yeah. yeah, he was this little short, no nonsense um, uh, gym teacher with giant sunglasses, and he walked in holding one of those like dollar store sized, uh, you know, like the travel size deodorants mm-hmm. and he just like walked in and said, all right boys this is deodorant it's very cheap but you're gonna start needing it you're gonna get out here you're gonna be moving <laughs> around you're gonna start smelling and uh it, it was it was uh, some of the best advice ever given to me by an adult oh so, that is very yeah. sweet that they just like they really nipped that in the bud i feel yeah. like my my younger years could have used that probably yeah yeah it's at some point it's, it's funny you got to be frank with kids and just be like all right look you've hit this stage in your life you better start xyz whatever the fuck it is <laughs> all right so uh yeah now they would use a uh, cotton or rubber pads they would place in the armpit areas which protected fabric from the floods Ooh. of perspiration on a hot day yeah ooh, imagine just like i'm sure at some point those came out and just somebody got caught in the face of one of those like in a fight and they just went flying <laughs> and somebody got their armpit pads i, I can't like, think of anything more disrespectful than like slapping someone in the face yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's like there was like a scuffle on a like a, a turn of the century cincinnati street corner and and the uh and somebody's armpit pad flew out and somebody was there with like a, with a little mimeograph and they're like ye old world star they just yelled at <laughs> All right. Uh, now, Edna saw a golden opportunity to market the fresh ass pit she had just granted herself. And after taking out a $150 loan from her grandfather, uh, fun fact, that was $75 million back then. No, <laughs> uh, she took out a $150 loan from her grandfather and she trademarked the product called Odorono. Mm, again, these names. I'm not yeah. a fan. Odor oh no, which was you know it was odor oh no is what they yeah. were going for there. Uh, she immediately set about getting the word out about her new product. Uh, she bought a booth at the 1912 Atlantic City Exposition, and it initially appeared to be a bust for the product. Uh, nobody cared about it. Now, people were walking by. The ex- exhibition demonstrator could not sell any Odorodo, and he actually wired back to Murphy and said, send cold cream to cover expenses, because they knew cold cream would sell. Like That was like a, something that people would buy. And so okay. they had that in, in, in their stores. So they had to sell I, that. I admire people for just like doubling down on their stinkiness, where they're like, mm-mm, we're yeah, not going to buy uh-uh. this. No, yeah. thank you. I enjoy my funk. I said good day. Uh, now, luckily, though, the exposition lasted all summer. Uh, as attendees wilted in the heat and sweat through their clothing, interest in Odorono rose. Murphy eventually sold $30,000 worth of her product uh, that summer, and she immediately funneled those sales back into marketing, uh, which was good because 
as we said, Odorodo needed serious help in the marketing department. Society uh-huh. at large hadn't been convinced that they smelled like ass yet, <laughs> and uh, the public's ignorance to their own stench was severely affecting the company's bottom line. Man, now, I feel like this is a just a plum market for her. Is <laughs> yeah, if you can, like, it's so easy to shame people and then to sell them things to cover up that shame. That's like it's yeah. perfect. Like. Yeah, just spend a lot of money on marketing, making people feel bad about themselves, convince them that this is like a terrible, irreparable social ill, and then uh, make your money. Doubly good if you can uh, target it specifically to women. That always works really well. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, I mean, it's like the further you go back in time, the the effectiveness of marketing to women's shame just grows exponentially because there was just like so much more to be had. Like, like it's still, there's still a lot of things women get hung up about, but you've rewind a hundred years and it was everything. Like, they oh, got, yeah. like well now yeah. it's like, now it's like half and half. Like now, like half, half of the stuff marketed to women is based on shame. And the other half is just using like women's empowerment to market it to us. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. It's they're like, getting us coming and going both yeah. ways now, but it's it like, used to be you, like very you're bold. primarily shame-based. Yeah, you're bold. You are independent and you know, the mouthwash that's best for you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. God, have you seen a yogurt commercial lately? Holy oh, shit. Yeah. 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 It's like, hi, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. Let's talk about pooping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we know what I've noticed uh, as far as men's advertising goes is they're selling this there's this stock of masculinity that's on sale right now and it's Mm -hmm. just like this and i hate i hate the only thing i hate more than it is the dudes that buy into it Mm -hmm. uh there's this coffee company called like uh fucking i don't like any fucking goddamn border jumpers coffee or something to that effect (laughs) that's what it's called It's, it's started by veterans and every commercial is like they're just like it's like a, a one shot walkthrough kind of similar to an old spice thing and he's mm-hmm. like when I got out of the military I want a strong cup of coffee and then like some dude jumps out and literally goes death to America and he high kicks him in the fucking face oh and hell yeah and then like somebody throws him an M16 and he shoots at a target he's like that's why I made uh, fuck all these goddamn foreigners coffee you know like, <laughs> and, and, and it's just and like my friends are like from my hometown are sharing this shit out of this video and they're like hell yeah fucking I'm tired of drinking this pussy ass coffee and it's like <laughs> I don't even know coffee fucking blue bottle pour over fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, coffee was never pussy. They just convinced you that it was to sell you <laughs> other coffee. Like, God damn it. I, I, it Speaking of, do you know uh, what Alex Jones's brand of coffee is called that he sells on his website? Is it just called? <laughs> it's literally called Wake Up America. <laughs> which is so good like part of me is it's like on brand fucking you can't props even where it. props are due alex jones that's really funny yeah <laughs> we should do an episode on him sometimes because apparently his entire show now oh, is was just like, designed to sell supplements that he sells yeah on his yeah, website. yeah it's yeah, very yeah, interesting like to me water purification tablets and shit. Like, yeah it's all yeah. it's literally just like qvc for survivalist shit now yeah 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 oh my god what a uh, what a loud sad man all right well <laughs> anyway sorry now, back to edna oh no, yeah yeah no worries i mean that's what we do here girl we fill time <laughs> but, uh, uh although the product uh stops sweat for up to three days uh longer lasting than modern day antiperspirants uh odorono's active ingredient aluminum chloride had to be suspended in acid to remain effective uh this was the case for all early antiperspirants it would take a few decades before chemists came up with the formulation that didn't require a fucking acid suspension jesus uh, so i guess you're yeah. just like exfoliating your armpits too at this point yeah yeah you're getting rid of all that unnecessary skin and tissue you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's where the sweat uh, comes from you gotta get rid yeah, of it yeah 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 it's like that meme where the dude's like pointing to his head like huh it's like you can't sweat out your armpits if you melt off your armpits <laughs> yeah now we're talking yeah right uh the acid solution mint odorono uh could irritate sensitive armpit skin and damage clothing adding insult to injury the antiperspirant was also red colored so it could also stain clothing oh jesus uh, if, the, if the acid didn't eat right through it first uh well now i'm to- not so shocked that people aren't buying this stuff yeah ex- yeah it was like hey you want to get rid of that stink get rid of your clothing you know like with, by eating it away with acid do you want to uh, put big red targets on your armpits instead yeah, yeah. you know how you work at a you work at a goddamn uh paper mill uh for three cents a day and a shirt costs half your <laughs> yearly income let's go ahead and sweat right through that yeah uh now according to the company records customers complained that the product caused burning and inflammation in the armpits and that it ruined many a fancy outfit including one woman's wedding dress oh uh, yeah i know uh i'm sure she was just beaten within an inch of her life over that. Uh, yeah, for real. To avoid these problems, Odorono customers were advised to avoid shaving prior to use and to swab the product into the armpits before bed, allowing time for the antiperspirant to dry thoroughly. Damn, uh, de- yeah, deodorant joke. Yeah, 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 exactly. You had to fucking have one of those like breaking bad suits on while you're fucking putting it. Like, yeah. Uh, deodorants of the era didn't have the problems with uh, didn't have the problems with acid formulations now deodorants and antiperspirants of course obviously uh different sides of the same coin there uh deodorants didn't didn't have the problems with acid formulations but many saw odorono's main competitor mum were sold as creams which users had to rub into their armpits and people saw that application process uh could leave sticky greasy residues on clothing so in addition some customers complained that mum's early formulation had a peculiar smell too so you're kind of trying and one in for the other there right yeah uh, yeah, yeah which is worse like, at that point don't like your stink buy our stink uh <laughs> Now, Murphy decided to hire a New York advertising agency uh, called J. Walter Thompson Company, uh, who paired her with James Young, a copywriter hired in 1912 to launch the company's Cincinnati office where Murphy lived. Uh, Young had once been a door-to-door Bible salesman, so if you need somebody out there marketing shame, he's your guy. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a high school diploma, but no advertising training. He learned all of it on the streets. Uh, he got the copywriter job in 1912 through a childhood friend from Kentucky who was dating Stanley Reeser or Razor, uh, a JWT manager who would eventually lead the advertising company. Yet Young would become one of the most famous advertising copywriters of the 20th century, and it was uh, his launching pad was his hallmark Odorono campaign. Uh, now, this is what, what he did, essentially. Uh, Young's early Odorono advertisements focused on trying to combat a commonly held belief that blocking perspiration was unhealthy. Uh, that was kind of the, the 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 sentiment about those products was that like you know because back then people were all like thought your your body ran on humors and stuff. And right? I don't, like, I don't know if they, isn't in Victorian times like didn't they weren't they also like you have like you have like X amount of cum in your body and like every yeah, time yeah, yeah. you come you like lose the lose cum like you can't oh, man. I feel like with sweat it's like the same way it's like you need you have X amount of sweat in your body and you need to get it out and if you don't get it out you'll like turn into a blueberry like in Willy Wonka <laughs> yeah, Chocolate Factory yeah, yeah, like you'll explode yeah, or something yeah like oh what's that you have a cold you might want to let some of your blood out of your body you got yeah, some bad they're blood they're very into like conserving and expelling fluids yeah yeah 
they talk about like like a, a lot of ancient medicine was based on like the idea of the four humors, right? And and and, and the, to keep these humors uh, in in like stasis, I guess was, was the the goal of medicine. So it was like, well, let me let me let me crank a little more mucus into you, but then also let a little blood out, and and, 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 and you'll walk out of here evened out, which it just. Jesus Christ. Uh, now, yeah, uh, Young's early... Uh, now, yeah, so he tried to combat that. Uh, the cop. Now, he wrote a copy that pointed out that Odorono uh, had been developed by a doctor. So, first off, just get the fuck out of here with your stupid-ass little accusations because it was developed by a doctor. Uh, and it presented uh, excessive perspiration as an embarrassing medical... Oh, I'm sorry. And it presented excessive perspiration as an embarrassing medical ailment in need of a remedy. There we now, go. This, yeah. This is the cornerstone of the... Mo- of the deodorant company is saying i mean like i grew up with the sure and unsure commercials you know mm-hmm. where people would be like doing the wave in the stadium they'd be like sure and they'd throw their hands up with the wave and then like one guy would go unsure and he would be like wouldn't raise his hands up because he had fucking dripping pit stains and <laughs> that was that was that it's still that it's always been that it will always be hey sweat is bad stinking is bad buy our product it'll stop those things from happening and that's yeah like if you can if you can convince people that like a normal thing is somehow pathological and then sell them something to stop it <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. you are yeah. sitting on a gold mine you're yes. absolutely sitting on a gold mine yeah and and, and that's what they what they did uh, do you know so, how much money i spend to remove all of the hair on like from my <laughs> eyebrows down like it's insane and it's it, it's so uh completely arbitrary and stupid but the fucking Gillette razor company is making hundreds of dollars off me alone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, um, but yeah, my, 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 my girlfriend will apologize if she, we run to the store and she like hasn't sufficiently shaved her legs. And I, I don't even notice. And she's like, she's like, don't, don't hate me. But I, 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 you know, don't have, I can stand to shave my legs more. We're just running to the store. And I'm like, I don't care. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's weird because it's like, I know, uh, I know, like, intellectually, I know that it's like dumb to care about. Men don't care. Women don't care. Like, no one gives a shit. But yeah. it's like, it's so ingrained at this point. Like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, so, yeah. It's so beaten into you that, like, the, it is unacceptable that, yeah. like, I get where she's coming from. But, yeah, I, uh, Shout out I to grew- Pat's girlfriend. Girl, you don't need to shave your legs. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. she. I, I'm glad she doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to liberate her. You're going to be sorry. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I, you know, growing up a, a big kid, I remember like, uh, like, I always I got into this mode of like okay I'm fat but I can overcome that if I solve every other problem so yeah. uh, if, I, if I'm well spoken if I'm funny if uh, I'm, I'm personal relatable if my clothes look good if my clothes match I I used to not leave the fucking house without I, I mean, if I have a shirt that has wrinkles in it I'm not wearing it but ironing my clothing was like a daily routine for me for the longest that I had to kind yeah. of break myself of because I was just like just just buy a fucking t-shirt man like just you know like, yeah just chill out I, I had I had to have I had to have you know my, my, my jeans starched up and my shoes didn't match my shirt and oh, I was like, I, it, I still feel that way like just yeah. in, in terms of like as like a fat woman it's like okay if I'm especially when I was on TV it's like okay I'm fat but like I need to have my nails done I need to yeah, have yeah, yeah. my makeup yeah. perfect like I need to do all of the things to conventionally like pass as attractive because I already yeah. am coming from behind yeah and, exactly like, 
it's so fucked up and weird, but it is like it's it's so completely it completely changes how you're perceived. Like it really yeah. does. It sucks. It, yeah, but it does. It, yeah, it, like you know, you 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 go out like that's why. Well, and like now, I mean, I still have a hold up. I still like you know nice clothing and like obviously like people who know me know I'm like a bit of a sneakerhead. I always try to have a nice pair of kicks. But that used to be like that was all born out of like my appreciation for it was born out of it out of the the need the insecurity that made me need them you know like i was right like, yeah. Well, yeah to cover I, like this other thing that you're self-conscious about yeah. or whatever yeah thank god I, I grew up in texas where if you leave the house and you're fat as fuck but you're wearing jordans that match your hat uh you 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 are <laughs> celebrated yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you god, are god i feel like i've talked about this on the podcast before but moving from texas to new york is like everything here is like 70 at like 0.75 percent the scale of things in texas like yeah (laughs) if i go out to a restaurant here it's like uh, the exact same restaurant in texas would be one and a half times as big like yeah 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 yeah. everything like the size of the table the size of the chair and like i'm one and a half people Exactly. I'm like one and a half times bigger than the average <laughs> New Yorker. And like, I'm just bumping into shit all the time. And like, yeah, it, I, look, I it's from- a cliche for a reason, guys. Everything yeah. is bigger in Texas, including <laughs> and up to the people. Yeah, I moved from Texas to Connecticut and I got there. And like I said, I was like I, I that my bubble was bursted because like i i moved down like down here i'm skating by like being like i had a hot girlfriend i, like, I was like popular i had friends but yeah. i was like, big and then, like i moved up there and like quickly realized that like and on the east coast it was like everybody was in shape everybody was like kind of thin and i was definitely the fattest dude in the state by far <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> this, that yeah. is like i i don't really like i don't give a shit about it anymore because it's just like you know, you, you have to stop giving a shit about it at some yes. point. And yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a problem, but like, uh, I definitely have, when it has occurred to me here, it's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm not used to being the fattest person in my line of sight in Texas. Yeah. Like usually <laughs> I can find someone fatter. Not here. Not yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. But I told my friend about that and he came to visit Connecticut and he, he got in the car at the airport and he goes, Hey man, you weren't lying dog. He's like, everybody's like, Oh, pe- fat people in that airport got off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we're just trucking yeah. them up here yeah from texas yeah shout out so they, to texas yeah. i miss you i miss your fatness oh. yeah uh, <laughs> sorry we, for this long aside about pat and our, my body image issues but yeah. well, you know i what, bet that, we have some fat ass podcast listeners who yeah care. yeah yeah or, or at the very least people who are, who are sensitive to, to issues about bodies you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh hey would you say that john wayne gacy had body issues anyways uh um, hey! Hey, hey, I'm doing anyway, finger uh, guns. You can't see it, but I, am. I, I was doing finger guns, but I was holding oh a machine God. gun. <laughs> <laughs> Same. All right. So these advertisements started getting cranked out, and uh, and the, this is where it was all born from. Uh, one advertisement taken out in uh, in nameless newspaper uh, said uh, <laughs> it said it, it was entitled the most humiliating moment in my life subtitle when i overheard the cause of my unpopularity among men uh a chicago girl writes to me oh if i had only read one of your articles years ago many times i have heard women criticize you for publicly dismissing such a delicate personal subject but i know now that i would have been saved had i known the facts sooner and i know that many of these women who criticize you benefit by taking your messages to themselves and it just goes on to tell this whole story about how you know she had uh, a guy who was interested in her and then he stopped calling her back and it was because she stunk we have another I one i feel like this is like that that sort of thing of like women try to say this but 
if someone had just told me the truth earlier, I feel like it's what people say to defend like Steve Harvey's dating book. Like it's yeah. the same like or like pickup artistry or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the whole like thing about like the PC uh, police don't want us yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, another advertisement. Uh, uh, it's just, it, advertisements were different back then. It, 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 they weren't like um, so. It's like this headline title, and it says dot 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 and men can be such awful gossips too let's face the truth about underarm perspiration odor and then these paragraphs of copy men do talk about girls behind their backs although they won't admit it is a girl pretty a good sport a smooth dancer the answer quickly goes the rounds they'll talk about be other honest things. with me do you talk about whether a girl's a good sport with your bros a good sport i um since the uh popularity of female ufc contenders i may discuss a woman's <laughs> good at sports but <laughs> And even that is lightly, although I will say, you know, uh, fucked up of me. I never discussed women in sports at all before the UFC's <laughs> I have never sat down and shot the shit about a WNBA game. So uh, Look, you're you're, I, you're being very problematic right now. I don't know if I consider you a good ally. God, can you imagine sitting down at a table and like being like, how about that WNBA game? <laughs> so, which one? I don't know what you're talking about. We have a WNBA team? When did this happen? Uh, yeah, it says uh, they talk about other things, too, about the girls they hate to dance with, the girls they simply won't take out. For a girl Aww. must be more than pretty and smart. She'll never make uh, make it a hit with the men unless she uh, unless she is truly sweet and nice to be near. <laughs> yeah. Unpopularity often begins with the hint of underarm odor. That's just right at the gate. Unpopularity begins with the hint of underarm odor. That's just where yeah. it goes. And it says, uh, hours after your bath, mum still keeps you sweet. And that, that was uh, one for mum. And then, like, you know, this goes on like this. Uh, there's like, you know, oh, this one is crazy. It shows this forlorn looking girl. It says, she's beautiful, but dumb. She has never <laughs> learned. <laughs> She has never learned the first rule of lasting charm, a long lasting deodorant. <laughs> and then it uh, goes on to talk about how Odorono is, uh, is the last thing. It says, uh, the world and any eligible bachelor in it could be hers, but they're not. And all because she has never, it's never dawned on her that she needs a long lasting perspiration check. Mm. Uh, let's see. There's more about the whole thing about women being dumb. Uh, let's get into those because that's what people want. Uh, oh, this <laughs> one just says, wake up, Mary. <laughs> I think I got something to say to you. Uh, wake up, Mary. It's a grand old world, and you're missing out. You're a pretty girl, Mary, and you're smart about most Get things. Get woke, but, Mary. Yeah, but you're just a bit stupid about yourself. <laughs> Damn. Harsh. Yeah. You love a good time, but you seldom have one. <laughs> evening after evening, you sit home alone. You've met several grand men who seemed interested at first, but they uh, took you out once, and that was that. Wake up, Mary! There are so many pretty Marys in the world who never sense to the who never seem to sense the real reason for their aloneness in this Aww. smart modern age. It's against the code for a girl or a man either to carry the repellent odor of underarm perspiration on clothing and person. It's and bad so th for a man too but we're not marketing to them because yeah. they're not as insecure as you guys yeah. are so but that does that does that is uh, actually historically that part i just read is the first instance of the crossover oh wow uh, so it's yeah. just like yeah a hyphen not even 
Just yeah, like, exactly. by the way, if any men are reading this, you should probably get this too. Cause. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and that was not the last uh, instance of it. Now, within a year, Odorono's sales had jumped to $65,000, and the antiperspirant was being shipped as far as England and Cuba. Uh, but after a few years, sales had flattened. By 1919, Young was under pressure to do something different or lose the Odorono contract. And that's when Young went radical. All right. And in doing so, <laughs> launched his own fame. A door to door survey conducted by the advertising company revealed that every woman knew of Odorono and about one third used the product, but two thirds felt they had no need for it. Uh, Young realized that improving sales wasn't a simple matter of making potential customers aware that a remedy per- for perspiration existed. It was about two convincing two thirds of the target population that sweating was a serious embarrassment. And that's when he started to bill it as a faux pas, saying that nobody would directly tell you that you stunk, but, you know, yeah. believe me. The all talking no one will directly back. tell you that you stink except your friends the advertisers yeah yeah uh, look he, they're he, just being the best friends yeah. that you have <laughs> the brands the brands they're the best friends you'll ever have in your life yeah 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 it's us baby we're the only ones that care <laughs> uh you know he he uh he released advertisements like what we saw but one like that said uh, within the curve of, of a woman's arm a frank discussion of the subject often too avoided it goes on to talk about how a, a, a woman's arm uh used to be the the inspiration for poetry and it would launch a thousand ships uh you know the curve of a woman's arm but you know now uh if it's you know holding in that dank dank pit smell like uh yeah so yeah oh, oh, yeah, i feel oh, like that really misses the point of like i feel like if people were in ancient greece horny about armpits it probably was because of the smell yeah not yeah, in yeah. spite of it like <laughs> yeah. there are some f- fucking historical freaks like that's yeah, what was yeah, going on yeah. there who was it's that? not like it was, people didn't smell in ancient greece yeah who was it uh it was an old author i think i want to say not that it was oscar wilde because uh or somebody uh they found a letter basically where he was writing his girl james about, like, joyce suck, james it's joyce the, sucking the farts fart out of her butt stuff yeah. oh a million farts released from your fanny that evening and i breathed in every one of them oh yeah. god damn <laughs> Uh, yeah, if uh, if y'all don't know, listening, James Joyce, brilliant genius author of Ulysses, uh, loved farts. He had a him. real thing about farts. Yeah, Google it. it. My, it's yeah. wild. <laughs> Put it on my taste buds. Uh, <laughs> now, the advertisement caused shockwaves in 1919. Oh yeah, because this, this is the one where he said about. Uh, he says, "A woman's arm. Poets have sung of it. Great artists have painted its beauty. It should be the daintiest, sweetest thing in the world. And yet, unfortunately, it isn't always." And you know, the advertisement <laughs> goes on to explain that women may be stinky and offensive and may not even know it. The advertisement caused shockwaves in 1919 in a society that still didn't feel comfortable mentioning bodily fluids. Uh, some 200 ladies home journal readers were so insulted by the advertisement they canceled their magazine subscription uh, which now they would do that because of the insensitivity behind it but now they were just like ew you talked about it in the first yeah place. don't talk yeah. about how we stink please goodbye yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think i would cancel a magazine subscription that just talks shit to me <laughs> like i just open it up i'm like oh let's see the new issue of this and it's like hey fuck you like, all right <laughs> get out of here <laughs> now uh, in a memoir young uh, noted that women in his social circle stopped speaking to him uh, and that the uh, JWT company had female copywriters and they told him that he had insulted every woman in America but the strategy worked uh, yeah I, I don't know if it started he's the just precedent. saying what everybody's thinking come on yeah 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 I don't know if it, if, if it was it certainly probably wasn't the precedent the, the original thing it wasn't the precedent but he just found that you know uh, insulting the shit out of these women works because the it's o- very Odorono, profitable it, Odorono sales rose 112% in the wake of the uh, advertising uh, um, 
push uh, to $417,000 in 1920 the following year. By 1927, Damn. Murphy saw her company's sales reached $1 million. In 1929, she sold the company to Northam Warren, the makers of Qtex, uh, who continued using the services of JWT and Young to promote the antiperspirant. Uh, the financial success of Young's strategy to exploit female insecurity was not lost on its competitors. It didn't take long before other deodorant and antiperspirant companies began to mimic Odorono's so-called whisper copy to scare women into buying anti-sweat products. Mm. Uh, now, uh, in the 1919 advertisement seemed extreme to some. By the mid-1930s, the campaigns were substantially less subtle. <laughs> uh, you know, that was where uh, we got the one about like uh, beautiful but dumb. <laughs> that, that's when that yeah. one came out in 1939. Uh, now it's just like you stink you fat idiot yeah buy this <laughs> oh man um now the reference now and this is when we we started to find the reference to the men in the mom advertisement is a pretty quintessential example of the tentative steps taken by deodorant and antiperspirant companies to begin selling their anti-sweat products to men uh at the beginning of the 20th century body odor was not considered a problem for men because it was of course a part of being masculine sure uh, yeah but the companies quickly realized that 50 percent of the market was not using their products so initially copywriters for Odono and Mum and other products began adding snarky comments at the end of advertisements targeted to women saying uh, and women it's time to stop letting your men be smelly when you buy buy two (laughs) (laughs) isn't her it is very ironic that like now because I feel like the we were joking about how like now uh, it's like half the advertisements geared toward women are like shame based and the other half are empowerment based and like The empowerment, the like, apart from yogurt commercials, like, two of the most glaring examples of that are Dove deodorant and yeah. Secret. And yeah, both yeah. of them are, Secret is, like, about, like, stay cool when you're, like, lobbying your boss for a raise because yeah, wage yeah. gap or whatever. Yeah. And Dove is, like, we don't retouch pictures of ladies and, like, we have a size <laughs> six in our ad. Aren't we amazing? Like... It's yeah, just really interesting to think about like the origin of that market is yeah. based in such misogyny yeah. and like now they're trying to turn around and be like no 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 this is like for the people like yeah 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 buy it, this it's product all, it's all and the, cure sexism like it's so yeah dumb. it's all the same thing you know it, it's in a perfect world it wouldn't matter if your pit stink while you ask your boss for a raise <laughs> while in the possession of a vagina <laughs> like it just shouldn't be an issue well, it's just but, you're still well you're still profiting off of people's bodily shame and insecurity is what you're exactly, doing exactly exactly like, and it's like uh yeah i don't like when people smell bad but i also feel like uh that's a very cynical way to try to get me to buy something that makes me not smell bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the uh, you talked about the Dove ads. Uh, I, I like. I, I don't know how to how to feel about those in the sense of like I I, I ostensibly I'm like it seems good, but I always just feel like when I saw it like just the, the cynic in me was just kind of like felt it was a little patronizing. Yeah, but I just, yeah. I I, I I I just thought it was funny that for like I was like I'd say two thousand like. 15 16 was peak uh fat lady advertisements that you couldn't oh, go yeah. anywhere without being like hey look at this you're like ah <laughs> they were just yeah they're, it's they're, like, they're jumping I out just, at you with it it means well and like i don't hate it or anything but it's like at the end of the day you're still just trying to sell me something yeah, so it's like, still I'm not it, yeah exactly. i'm not like that amazed or impressed like you've just we've just yeah. hit we've reached the point where that is now more marketable than uh like shaming people yeah, like yeah, that's it yeah. is that's the only difference is now that gets you more attention and, and consumers yeah so like uh, 
I guess it's good that the market went in that direction, but at the end of the day, it's still a market and it's still shitty. Yeah, I love that uh, Bill Burr on his last special has that bit about like uh, when when people talk about why can't they cast like uh, you know real looking people in movies? Like why do they got to cast super skinny people? Why do they cast fat people? He's like, because I spent a hundred million dollars on this. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad point. Yeah, it's funny. That Uh, said, if any industry people are listening, put me and Pat in movies. Yeah, yeah, please please do. yeah yeah we don't need a hundred million dollars you i if you got a craft services table i'll show up five days a week um oh yeah we'll fuck that shit up yeah now uh, a 1928 survey of jwt's male employees uh is revealing about that era's opinions of deodorants and antiperspirants uh one guy said uh, in his little anonymous little uh comment card he goes I consider a body deodorant for masculine use to be sissified. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Notes one responder. Another guy said, is this a thing? He says, I like to rub my body in pure grain alcohol after a bath, but do not do so regularly. <laughs> oh, that is so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, that can't be good. Insanely bad for your skin. Yeah. That, that's no <laughs> yeah, good. Don't do that. Alcohol. Yeah. I uh, like the idea that that's like manly though. It's like, I take yeah, a bath yeah, in a whiskey yeah. barrel. Yeah. <laughs> then I drink the whiskey. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, uh, my, my girlfriend loves taking uh, different kinds of soaks, like getting like different kinds of like, uh, you know, uh, I'll do a tea soak and this one has chamomile and all that mm. stuff, you know? And yeah. um, she has read about people who do wine soaks and she has definitely sat there and done the math on her phone. And it's like, if she buys like a $3.50 Liberty Hill bottle of, uh, of wine, <laughs> you know, and then like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it keeps and moves forward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. So, uh, however, the potential for profit was uh, was not lost on everybody. Uh, said, I feel there is a. Hold on one second. I have to at least see this message. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Can I take a break real quick? I, I. This is important. I'm sorry. One second. No worries. Should I pause my recording or just keep it running? Okay, I'm I'm ready. I'm back. Okay. All right, and now, um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, now the potential profit was not lost on everybody. Uh, I feel there's a market for deodorants among men that is practically unscratched. The copy approach is always directed at women. Why not uh, an intelligent campaign in leading a men's magazine? If someone like Menens got out a deodorant, men would buy it. Uh, present pers- uh, present preparations have a feminine association that men only shy at. Uh, the first deodorant for men was launched in 1935, put in a black bottle called Top Flight, like the modern but unrelated golf ball brand. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, now, as with the products for women, advertisers preyed on men's insecurities in the Great Depression of the 1930s. Uh, I like work- that this is like a time-honored tradition of just like take the same shit, put it in like a blocky, dark-colored bottle, just tell people it's for men. Yeah. Uh, put some kind of woodsy scent in it so they are like, ah, I'm like a lumberjack. I'm in the yeah, woods. Yeah. <laughs> You're good to go. You're good to yeah. go. Well, yeah, like they, uh, um, it's kind of funny that there's something about that in one second. But uh, as with products for women, the advertisers preyed on men's insecurities in the Great Depression of the 1930s. Men were worried about losing their job. Uh, advertisers focused on the embarrassment of being stinky in the office and how mm-hmm. unprofessional grooming could foil your career. Uh, the depression. I also- guess it makes sense that this is like right around the time when. And, uh, well, I guess it's a little ahead, a little before this time, but like, uh, when jobs went from like being primarily manufacturing an industry to like office jobs, like I can see deodorant becoming a much more marketable thing for men in like the, like later part of the industrial revolution or whatever, when like you're not in like a greasy steel mill or whatever you're like yeah. in an office yeah 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 well yeah and they they they, they talked about that because they said how the depression had shifted the roles of men uh mm-hmm. men who had been farmers or laborers had lost their masculinity by losing their jobs uh top flight offered a way to become masculine instantly or so the product said uh to do so the products had to distance themselves from their origins as a female to- toiletry uh for example seaforth the deodorant sold in ceramic whiskey jugs starting in the 1940s <laughs> uh, because yeah the, yeah the company owner uh alfred mckelvey said he couldn't think of anything more manly than whiskey mm-hmm. so and so anti-sweat products became a part of america's daily grooming routine for both men and women uh, a multitude of products flooded the wor- the marketplace with names like shun hush veto like, those are all like 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 <laughs> shut down yeah kind of yeah. like veto no I, thanks the, yeah veto the presidential the presidential deodorant yeah. <laughs> uh veto now with new line item veto that fucking has a, a a little more of a, a little more of a direct hit. Uh, now, with more companies invested in anti-sweat technology, the decades between 1940 and 1970 saw the development of new delivery systems such as sticks, roll-ons, and uh, the roll-ons were actually based on the ballpoint pen fun uh, mm. thing there uh, sprays and aerosols, and as well as a bounty of newer, sometimes safer formulations. Um, Naysayers might argue that the Western society, Western society would have eventually developed its dependence on deodorants and antiperspirants without Murphy and Young, but they certainly left their mark in the armpits of America, as did the heat of a New Jersey summer in 1912. <laughs> and there we there we go that's the story of the uh the i, I don't know if it was, it, nobody really lied cheated or stole but there definitely was i don't know they they, they lied you know <laughs> i feel like there was i feel like there was definitely some scamming on like a on a broad scale of like creating a false need for this yeah product. yeah yeah i yeah, feel like sure. that qualifies Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh yeah, they 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 hoodwinked us into thinking that we stink. Uh and so I guess for that, um would uh is it worth it? Would you do it? I would say fuck yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I like on balance I'm glad we're not as smelly as we used to be like even though this is like a bullshit thing, like I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with it now. I I'm again, it's summertime in New York. I ride the subway a lot. Like, I think we do owe a small debt to these assholes. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, so hats off to him. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the story of why, uh, 
<laughs> one time when I was in class in like fifth grade, uh, everybody uh, started saying that this kid was musty and moving their desks away from him. <laughs> like, it, it, it was, that wasn't me. That was this kid in our class. Uh, not that I was perfect, but you know, that's it, like that's <laughs> that's where that comes from. That's uh, that, that that stemmed from these two two people and their their advertising campaign preying upon our insecurities. Yeah. So, all right. Now well, we that's, know. Yeah, that's the story of why we stink. Uh, Kath, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you're awesome. Uh, thanks for uh, and uh, folks. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, be sure to rate, listen, like, and share, and subscribe. Uh, listen to all the other wonderful uh, what you call them <laughs> wonderful shows on Body Tape International. Uh, again, my name is Pat Royce. I'm Kath Barbadoro. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks, guys. And remember, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Thank you.